This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. So good to be with you. It's always a joy to start our mornings with you. We thank you for those that interact with us through our email, thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. Listeners, I'm just going to be completely forthright this morning. It has been a long time since we've heard from any of our listeners. So I I don't know if the problem is that we put the stipulation that you had to be kind. <laughs> um, but we have not received, as far as I know, we have not received any correspondence for, for weeks on end. Um, so if you have things that you want to reach out and um, have us talk about or address or questions or comments or just feedback, you feel free to, to send us yeah. an email at th- thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. I think that's the problem of the tens of listeners. Oh, yeah, they, they, they've be. already written. We've they've already, already <laughs> heard from all of our <laughs> listeners. They've all emailed. Okay. Yeah. How often do you want them to write? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all three of you already sent in the emails. So, okay. Thank you. Um also, we wanted to mention that we have the conference coming up on September 22nd and 23rd. You can get details about the conference at ReformationBoise.com. And this is kind of breaking news, and you're the first to hear that I think we have a pretty firm commitment from our producer that he's making a guest appearance at the conference. So when you come, just ask for Andrew. We'll Maybe we'll set up uh, an autograph table for Andrew at the conference. So we are extremely excited about that breaking news. It's not every day that uh, the man in the chair is is out in public. And so I think uh, he he needs to insert some type of applause. Yeah. Like when you make this announcement. Ah! Yeah. So those are big news. So if you want to meet the man, the myth, and the legend, Andrew, um, register at Reformation Boise. Dot com, just another perk of our conference. <laughs> we have been working through important questions. We just started this series based on, loosely on a book that I picked up from my my dad's house. And yesterday we talked about what is the gospel. I would encourage you, if you had didn't listen to that show, to go back and listen to that. I think it is one of the key questions that we have to have resolved in our minds. A lot of different ways of talking about the faith and what is the heart of Christianity and what does it mean to come to a saving knowledge of, of Jesus Christ. My wife was at the library the other day and there was a book on display by Brian McLaren. This is a name from the past. Um, this was probably 20 years ago that he, he appeared on the scene with the um, – Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> well, no, he, it was, well, well I mean, too. she would have him on yeah, the, yeah, the show but it was quite the, often. Um, not missional. Um, can't remember what his, his whole take was, but this book is something to the effect is, should I remain Christian? Well, that was where his problem led. 
And it's interesting. My wife keeps is getting very upset by the book, and I'm like, "Why? Why are you reading the book?" <laughs> um, and he is completely redefining just Christianity, the gospel, all aspect. And and it would just be sad if it was a one off. But it's not just Brian McLaren that's doing this. Yeah, there is so much of broad Christendom that is redefining the gospel. And so I think you really need to, to, all of us need to have that straight in our head. Um, what is the good news of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Yeah, he was deconstructionist before it was cool. Yep. yep. Today we want to address the question, what is the relationship of saving faith to repentance? And I think that we, even before we began uh, Today, we'd kind of talked about this. Repentance and faith are uh, really two sides of the same coin. They, they go together. Um, there's repent and believe was the message that Jesus uh, gave when he came on the scene after his baptism. Repent and believe the kingdom of God is at hand. And so they, they go together. I think it was uh, Sinclair Ferguson said that they were uh, synecdoches, which means their figure of speech where one part is used for the whole. So when we're talking repentance, we're also talking faith. When we're talking faith, we're also talking uh, repentance. So they kind of, they go together and you know the challenge is is does one does one precede the other and mm-hmm. and, and there's been a, a debate if they're two sides of the same coin they're the same coin mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think if uh if you haven't if you say you believe but you also on the same side say you haven't repented of anything then i don't think you've really believed but yet at the same time you can't truly repent of something if you don't actually believe it yeah, the the question was, what is the relationship of uh, of saving faith to repentance? Yeah. You know, and some people don't define faith well enough. Uh, faith is just something. Well, they they might say, I believe, I have my beliefs. Right. You know, but true faith is you know a knowledge and an assent and a trust. You know, there's right. a, there's a knowledge of who God is. There's an assent that these things are true, and then there's a uh, ultimately placing trust in Him. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know the. People have defined it. I, I know. I, I know. There's a chair. I know it will hold me up. But until I actually sit in it, I haven't demonstrated that trust. So mm-hmm. that's that. That completes the idea of faith. I know you all care deeply about this, but Jonathan is just tapping into Heidelberg Catechism question and answer twenty one. So it's always good to <laughs> hear a little Lord's Day come out, even, um, even when I don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even when I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the larger catechism, and I. This is to. Um, Ryan's point, and maybe in the back of his mind, he's has this in his head as he's been talking. Um, in question and answer 72, it's what is justifying faith? And just listen to the answer because I, I think it brings together everything that Jonathan or that Ryan was saying. Justifying faith is a saving grace wrought in the heart of a sinner by the Spirit and Word of God, whereby he, being convinced of his sin and misery, and of the disability himself and all other creatures to recover him, him out of his lost condition, not only assents to the truth of the promise of the gospel, but receives and rests upon Christ as his righteousness therein held forth for pardon of sin and for the accepting and accounting of his person righteous in the sight of God for salvation. It just beautifully brings them all together mm-hmm. that he's 
a person is is putting their exactly what what Jonathan was saying. They they have a knowledge of Christ. They believe they they truly believe that 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 is the reality, mm-hmm. and they put their trust in Him. But it's after or it's part of it is being convinced of his sin and misery, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. then leading to later on that we'll ask the question, well, what is repentance? Unto life, repentance unto life is a saving grace, noticing that justifying faith is a saving grace. Mm-hmm. So faith and repentance are both gifts. Wrought in the heart of a sinner by the Spirit and Word of God. Wrought in the heart of a sinner by the Spirit and Word of God is the exact same definition of, of justifying faith. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and repentance is a is a turning, a turning mm-hmm. uh, from sin to God. And so, you know, true faith is a repentant faith. It, you know, for instance, you got the illustration of the Pharisee and the tax collector in Luke chapter eighteen, where the the Pharisee is, you know, he's he's saying, "I thank God that I'm not like other men," and he goes on and you know, praise his resume. And then you have uh, the the tax collector who can't even look it up and says, God be merciful to me, a sinner. We're told that, you know, one man went home justified, and that was the one who was truly repenting of his sin. The other one was ma- was making some sort of profession, but he wasn't justified in God's eyes because he 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 had no sorrow for his sin and faith in God's mercy. It was all about what he was doing. Yeah, I think repentance bears out the that act of trusting in God, right? If if sin and rebellion is is trusting in something or someone for something only God can provide, then repentance is and is turning from that and finding that in which only God can provide and trusting Him that He's going to supply that which you formerly sought in your sin and rebellion to fulfill your soul. Mm-hmm. Saving faith has to lead to. Not just an initial act of repentance, but a life of repentance. Yep. I mean, that's, what, <clears throat> that's what Luther was getting at, at least in, in the beginning part of his 95 Theses. All mm-hmm. of life is repentance. Yep. Yeah. And, if, and if it's not, then what I would say is there wasn't saving faith. There was a faith, but not saving. Yeah. Yeah, repentant, mm-hmm. repentant faith. In fact, uh, you know, when Luther says all of life is repentance, Salvation doesn't look any different uh, ten years after you're saved than it did the first day you were saved. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still repenting of your sins. You're still tr- you're still looking to the one who can cover those sins, mm-hmm. which is Jesus Christ, and, yeah. and and trusting in Him alone. This connects to what we answered yesterday: is what what is the gospel? Is, is that proclamation of Christ and His works produces the fruit of saving faith and repentance in us? Mm-hmm. And it's a a testament to how I mean how God works in us and sanctifies us he doesn't he is a wise and gracious god he doesn't open the floodgates of our sinful of a of re, uh, revealing our sinfulness to us all at once otherwise we would just we would be useless and broken but he does over time convicts us of sin so there is this daily repentance a life of repentance as he continues to shape us and to mold us as jesus uses the illustration god is a gardener who is pruning and cutting away over time to facilitate growth. Really what we need every day, we need in our initial point of salvation to turn to Christ, mm. to to put our trust and faith entirely in him for what he accomplished. That's the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we turn from sin. But every day of my life, I need that same thing. I need to turn to Christ. I need to look to him, find my sufficiency, my identity, my help and strength 
all that I am in Jesus Christ, and every day I need to turn away. Mm-hmm. I, I die to self and and live to Christ, and that's an ongoing aspect of saving faith and repentance. They're always together, yep. and sometimes people have these goofy ideas that well, repentance is kind of negative, but it it really isn't. It, it really is just the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. That if I if I love Christ, I'm going to hate sin because sin is the is anti-Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it goes against everything that Jesus is. And so if I truly love Jesus Christ, I, I, I'm going to truly hate my sin. I think you mentioned something there. It's important, too, of looking to Christ in this because sometimes we can look at repentance as, okay, this is something that we do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Westminster Larger Catechism points out, no, this is a saving grace. And Paul speaks to this in Colossians 2, 6. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus as uh, Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. And if you think about how did we receive Christ Jesus, we received Him through faith. So how do we walk in Him? How do we live this life of repentance? We do it by faith in Christ. And really, what each day of our life then becomes is asking God to change our affections. Mm-hmm. That I would love Christ more and hate my sin more. And it's just a change of the will. And those are gifts of God, both of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Faith and repentance, both are a gift. And the good news is that the Father loves to give good gifts to his children. Yeah. So he loves to give saving grace, saving grace of faith, the saving grace of, of repentance. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. Hopefully, you have taken the the time to register. If not, go to ReformationBoise.com, and we will see you tomorrow. 